Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, bringing you all kinds of energy on a Monday morning. And joining me at the table here in East Tennessee, number one, chicken nugget, number two, chicken nugget. I'm not even going to give you all. I'm taking wow. away the, your joy. Oh, I'm just wow. introducing chicken nugget number chicken one and monorail. two. Otherwise known as Garrett and McKenna. But also joining us live from Central Florida in the Orlando area is Samantha Monorail. Hey. Hey, and we can actually see you this time. Yeah. That's we're nice. We're using Zoom. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is episode number 39, and today is January the 14th of 2019. I've actually done really well so far this year. Anytime that I've had to write the date, I have not made the mistake of writing 2018. I've been, oh, I have. I've been doing great. I have. Without further ado, let us get started, shall we? Yeah. Shall we? <laughs> okay. Yes. So, we're going to start with one of the things we didn't mention last week going into the weekend was that this was Marathon Weekend at Walt Disney World. And on Thursday, the 5K was actually like the Oswald 5K. And we should have mentioned it because Garrett was talking all last week about how Oswald needs more representation and more recognition and he wanted to get his autograph and get a picture with him well you could have if you had participated in the 5k garrett so i think um, this needs to be a goal for you you need to start uh running getting yourself in shape for marathon weekend next year and then you can go meet oswald if they do the same 5k they probably won't so i actually um saw a lot of people in shirts and stuff uh walking around whenever i went to orlando today to grab some groceries from Trader Joe's. Yeah. So. Yeah, today was the actual marathon day. So Oh, okay. Yeah, so Sunday they did the actual marathon. And breaking news, I can tell you who the winners were. Oh. Um, yeah. Fredison Costa and Giovanna Martins won the this was the twenty sixth annual Walt Disney World Marathon. And uh, Fredison was the male representative, and his time was 2 hours, 18 minutes, and 45 seconds, which actually beat last year's winner, who was 2 minutes, 21 seconds, or t- 2 hours, 21 minutes, and 48 seconds. I was about to say 2 minutes. Yeah, 2 minutes. <laughs> two and then <laughs> that was The Flash. The Flash participated last year. Giovanna Martins was the female representative that won, and she clocked in at 2 hours, 45 minutes, and 24 seconds. That is super fast. That is yeah. some fast running. That's insane. Yeah. So congratulations to Fredison and Giovanna. I'll just tell you, I think we've said it before, I really have no interest in running a marathon. That's not yep. something I ever really want to do. I admire those people who do it, but not for me. No thanks. Yeah, same. You guys want to run marathons? <laughs> no. Not really. What about a half? Would you do a half? <laughs> no. I just Hold like on. running. 
You're asking like the wrong question. Would you guys move your feet swiftly <laughs> for any amount of time? I, really. I do. Garrett do. Garrett do. Chicken nugget do. <laughs> I think we could at least do a 5K. At some point, we should do a 5K. Maybe for the Star Wars marathon I'll weekend walk. or something. I'll walk You it. wouldn't run a 5K? I'll get a wheelchair and I'll wheelchair that out. You're not allowed. No hope of this family ever being a marathon family, but I thought at least we could get a 5K. I guess not, but here's something that might be more our speed, okay? Okay. Illuminations dining package coming to Epcot later this month. Oh, yeah, food. We're all in. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a brand new dining package. The reservations actually open January 17th, so coming up this week. And the seating is from starting January 18th at the United Kingdom's Rosen Crown. It's priced $85 for adults and $35 for children. The package includes seating on the lagoon side of the patio from 8 p.m., a three-course menu, and a view of illuminations, which would be a great way to send illuminations out with a bang. Yeah. This is the farewell tour for illuminations. blowing up illuminations? Yeah. Oh, no. Blowing it out of the water. Oh, no. Yeah. To give you a little peek into the menu, it will feature a selection of Rosen Crown favorites, as well as a selection of unlimited non-alcoholic and alcoholic beverages for guests ages 21 and older, scotch eggs, fish and chips, and pudding platter trio featuring sticky toffee pudding, English trifle, and chocolate nougat bar for dessert. That sounds good. I love scotch eggs, so those are so delicious. Yeah. I think this is something that would be um, really fun to do. Like, get this, like, prime seating to watch Illuminations. You get this delicious dessert, unlimited beverages. It sounds like a pretty good deal. I'd do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll, send, we'll send Illuminations out in style. So, um, we don't yet know the closing date for Illuminations, but we know that it will, at some point, near the end of summer 2019, the show's going to be replaced with Epcot Forever, which is the temporary replacement, um, until they debut the new show next year. Reservations can be made online or via, via the phone, 407-WDW-DINE or WDW-DINE. You also have to have Epcot um, admission, so don't forget that. Yeah. This week, we saw on the Disney Parks blog, they gave us a little peek into some of the annual pass holder special items that you'd be able to acquire at the 2019 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And the main one that caught my attention was the annual pass holder magnet that you're going to be able to get. It features a special character very close to my heart. He's never been on a pass holder magnet before. Spyro. Figment. Spyro. Spyro. (laughs) It's not Spyro, it's Figment. I think it's really cool. I mean, it's funny because we were just talking about pass holder magnets when we were down with mom in Florida and we went by a van that had like, there were like seven or eight pass holder magnets on the back, all with different characters. And so we were talking about how excited we were going to be to get our pass holder magnet. And it just so happens the first one we may be eligible to get is figment. It's like perfect. It's pretty cool. If you want to pick up the magnet, it says they recommend that you pick up the the magnet on your first visit to the festival as they'll only be available while supplies last. All you have to do is present your pass at Mouse Gear, which is open from 9 a.m. or at the Port of Entry, open at 11 a.m. daily. A few of the other things that are coming to the Festival of Arts are figment-themed cookies. Oh, cool. We don't... Mm, yeah. They're available for pass holders uh, to purchase at Taste Track. From January 18th through the 26th or until supplies run out. And then you get a 20% discount on shopping for festival merchandise if you're a pass holder. 
And you can pick up things like a Mickey adult t-shirt, a Mickey coaster set, and a Pluto pin. And then festival merchandise featuring Figment uh, will be available, including a Magic Band and a Spirit Jersey. And I don't know if you saw the Spirit Jersey, but it's like a tie-dye Spirit Jersey with Figment on it. Oh. I did see that one. There's a Magic Band? Yeah, there's a Figment Magic Band. I like Magic Bands. Festival of the Arts. Me too. Additionally, pass holders can enjoy a 10% discount on Disney on Broadway concert series dining packages through the festival and a 20% discount on dining packages at Beer Garden and Coral Reef for lunch and dinner through the end of January. Mm. Yeah. While we're talking about spirit jerseys, I wanted to talk about something else. There was a very special pass holder preview uh, event that happened just last week. And the thing that they were able to take a look at was some of the new merchandise that you're going to be able to purchase coming up very soon in the parks. Actually, we already saw a lot of this stuff, but some of it we, we didn't see yet. Purple is taking over. Like oh, purple's the color of the year. Yeah. Purple. It's all purple everything at Walt Disney World this year. So... I actually shared this with you on Twitter, Sam, and you didn't respond to me, so I don't know if you saw it, but there's a <laughs> there's a all-purple spirit jersey. Okay. That looks really good. But then also, you already saw, because we had Sam model them for us, the potion purple mini ears, which were very cool. Um, there's a purple sequin lounge fly backpack with Mickey ears on it, and a purple wallet to match the backpack. And then there's purple water bottles, uh, purple Mickey Mouse shirt. There's a bunch of purple food, too. Purple treats, purple yeah. cupcakes, all kinds of purple stuff. Apparently, there was one non-purple item at the pass holder event, and it was a Pandora pass holder charm, which featured Minnie Mouse. Oh, Minnie. Yeah. So purple. Yeah, Purple's I like those spirit jerseys. They're very cute. Yeah, they have like a sparkly lettering on them. Yeah. Look pretty I cool. I like it. I figured that might be the next one to your to add to your collection. Yeah, I need to get another one. Did we talk about the spirit jersey that McKenna got on this trip? I don't think so. So McKenna got her first ever spirit jersey when we were down at Disney and went to Disney Springs. Do you want to tell everybody what it is? It is a Tiki Room spirit jersey. And yeah. It's so cool. It's got the birds all over it. Mm-hmm. And instead of having a little emblem on it, it has one of the parrots. Yeah. Up at the top. You don't even like birds. I like the tiki room, though. She does like the tiki room. It's very retro looking. It's retro styled. And it says Walt Disney World across the back. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's awesome. It was a good choice. Yeah, I like it. You know, Sam's got the... Um, yours is the rose gold one. Yeah. And uh, so we were just looking. You were really hoping when we were there to find the iridescent spirit jersey. And it doesn't seem like those exist anymore. Yeah, I'm going to have to look online and see if I can find them. So every time okay. I saw them, I thought they were like a Monsters Inc. spirit jersey or something. That's they what do they do. Kind of look like a Monsters Inc. one. Yeah, and they are online. Okay, so, so. all right, we just did, we couldn't find them. We looked all over the place. We didn't see them anywhere. Yeah, and they're thirty eight ninety nine people. <laughs> oh, are they are they like clearance? Uh, yep. Okay, last thing. There's one more food topic that I wanted to bring up. And that is a brand new restaurant coming to Disney Springs called Haleo. This is a restaurant by Jose Andres, expected to debut this winter at Disney Springs. It will be 22,000 square feet, and it promises to bring the spirit and flavors of Spain to Disney Springs. It's going to be a freestanding two-story building with a design that was strongly influenced by the artichoke, <laughs> a vegetable native to Andres' home, homeland. 
And there's a lot of pictures of it. You can go, um, I encourage you to go look up some of these pictures so that you can get an idea of what it looks like. But basically, the artist renderings we see show um, artichoke structures that open up with petals that form pergolas um, that seamlessly extend to the outdoors, no solid walls. The space is completely open to the outside and features large windows that offer picturesque lake views and an impressive central courtyard that visually connects both floors. No cubic forms, no opaque walls, no straight lines. It's going to be a really interesting place to look at, it sounds like. Yeah. So what kind of food are they going to have there? Spanish food, you know. (laughs) Will there be artichoke dip? There will probably be artichoke dip. Gosh, I hope so. I love artichoke dip. Sounds good. It's going to be all artichoke food. Specifically, what Mm. kind of dish? What kind of dish? Artichoke. Empanadas. Isn't that Spanish? I don't know. I don't know, um, Dad. I think so. You tell me. Sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds like a cool place. I'm excited. I think it's going to bring um, some more variety to the food offerings at Disney Springs. And there's already a very strong lineup of restaurants there. So I, I don't see on what I'm reading here where it's going to be located in Disney Springs. Near Lake. <laughs> it's going to be on the lake. Everything's pretty much on the but lake like, in Disney Springs. It's going to be on the outer Side yeah. of Disney Springs. I guess so. But it'll be cool to see. And I'm excited to see what the menu looks like when we get access to that. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. So that's all. That's all, folks. That's all. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap up this segment today? McKenna, are you researching something? No, she's going on the on the Snapchat. By the way, I know that we already stopped talking about it, but it's going to be on the west side um, the Jose Andres restaurant is going to be on the west side, close to House of Blues ah. Gear Shop, okay. and to runs over there. That's why I didn't, I couldn't picture where it was because that's the side. I think if you come out of the orange garage like we did uh, this last time when we went, you'd have to turn left, and we went, mm-hmm. we went right, like we didn't even go over to that. Stuff. Yeah. What are you researching? I was just looking at popular Spanish food because when you said that, I was like, wow, you're wrong. Okay. So I don't know how to pronounce this dish. This is more of what is popular. Paella. Paella. Yeah. See, that should have been easy to say, but. (laughs) Paella. Because when you said empanada, that makes me think more of Mexican food than Spanish food. Well, actually, I think of I empanadas think as being kind of like, uh, like, um, Cuban. Cuban? Yeah, yeah. I, I could go for Mexican food right now. There's a difference, though. But I, I, know, I thought I know there's a difference. I just, I don't know. I thought empanadas were more Spanish than they were Mexican. By the way, it says that an empanada is a type of pastry baked or fried in Hispanic cultures. The name comes from the Spanish verb empanar and literally translates as embreaded but let's see where you can find them the northwest region of spain oh okay so how wrong was i still wrong i still think you're always wrong yeah you just love to try to prove me wrong and someday maybe you might but not that day won't be today i've proved you wrong in the past and i will continue to do it on into the future. Right. Something else that's popular from Spanish cuisine is tapas, by the way. Yeah, I love tapas. Let's wrap it up for today. We're going to send it on over to M34D, and then we'll come back just with a little wrap-up real quick. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is your first M34D of 2019. I almost said 2009. I don't know what's happening in my brain. Um, but Did going Doc back to Brown years, work on the monorail while we were off? <laughs> it's right. It's hover converted and it's a time machine, which would be incredible. I'd be okay with that. Like, seriously, let's make that happen. <laughs> it kind of is, right? Because we take people back in time to visit attractions that are no longer open. They've been shuttered. And so it kind of is uh, a little bit of a time. It's an audio time machine, if you will. Um, I'm just looking around for Peabody. I don't know where he's at. Uh, well, if uh, you're looking for Peabody, which one of us is Sherman? <laughs> I feel like I'm probably Sherman. No, no, I would be Peabody, right? Because I'm the one with the notes, and I'm, like, pushing up my glass. And Well, actually, you see. Yeah, that is true. And I would be Rocky Bullwinkle. Okay. Yes. <laughs> as long as we're mixing metaphors. Exactly, yeah. All right. So, Landon, I haven't even introduced you yet, but welcome back. Happy New Year to you, sir. Landon the yeah, Dosdo. Um, you said this is the first M34D of the new year. I didn't get that memo last week, so imagine my surprise when there I was. I showed up bright and early to record. I even paid out of my own pocket money to get this monorail fumigated, get rid of the chicken nugget smell yep, because yep. the nugs were strong in here. <laughs> the nugs and, were strong with and, this and, 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 and you just weren't there. I know. What the heck, man? Sorry, man. I was still recovering from the trip back from Central Florida. Um, like, like I, I thought we were boys or something. I know, I know. And... and uh, I all I can say is I'm sorry, but we're going to make it right. We're going to make it right. We're going to make it right today, starting today. And this is going to be a good one. We're starting M340 in the new year off on the right foot because we're going to be talking about parades, not just any parade. The Main Street Electrical Parade. So now's the the time. Main event parade. That's right. Now's the time where I'm going to hit that music cue. Oh man, there's nothing that gets stuck in my head more than Baroque Hoedown. I mean, <laughs> is that the technical term for this? Because this is what it's called. I'll be honest, doing prep for this, I've watched like three or four videos of the parade from beginning to end at different uh, vantage points. I have that thing stuck in my head. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so I'm glad we now have a technical term, uh, Baroque Hoedown. That's what it's called. It's a classic. I, I miss it today because, as you may know, it is no longer performing nightly at the Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom Park. In fact, or, or rather at any of the parks across uh, across exactly. the country, which exactly. is kind of surprising because exactly. I mean, like to me, this is like this is like some classic Disney. This is grade A nostalgia Disney, right? But for those of you who still want to hear the song, you can. It's not gone because, as you may have heard, when uh, Garrett came in and subbed in for Landon on a recent M34D, the electrical water pageant still plays this song. And the thing is, we did this in the right order because the electrical water pageant was something that was created for the opening of the of Walt Disney World, um, as they felt like they needed a little something more at nighttime to keep the guests around, keep them engaged. So they created the electrical water pageant, and so we got broke hoedown. It was such a success 
that it inspired them to create a parade that was first introduced in Disneyland with the same song. So the song's still around. We just don't have the pretty parade anymore. Well, I mean, I, I would prefer to have both, but if we can't have both, I guess the song's okay. Yeah. Though to be fair, and we're going to get to this later, that Elliot Dragon is legit. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's another float that okay. I would put right up there. But Elliot is right up there uh, in the running for the best float. Okay. This parade was created by Robert Janney and project director Ron Miziker. It apparently, according to our notes, according to the Wikipedia, features over 600,000 electronically controlled LED lights and a synchronized soundtrack. And one of the most important things about the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade is that when it was introduced, they created a new technology, as Disney is one to do. When they, when any time that they create uh, a new attraction, a new a new show, whatever it may be, they're like, you know what? We need this to do something specific. The technology doesn't exist. We'll make it. Why not? They actually created the ability to have radio controlled radio control points that trigger different audio. As the parade moves down the street. And yeah, it's amazing. It's the first time that that this had ever happened. And of course, now this is like a feature for every single parade. Mm -hmm. Well, and and like I made reference in doing prep work for this uh, segment, I watched several videos from different points of view. So I saw the I saw the parade, you know, like I said, literally at different points of view. But because of that technology, no matter where you're viewing it from, whenever those cues hit. You're going to hear it, and we're going to talk about this later. It's like this is one of the cool things that I really like about it is like when a certain pirate ship goes by, oh. it starts to play Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life. Like, like yeah. those radio triggers will very subtly implement those audio cues to enhance your yeah. experience. And like uh, like Jay said, this is technology that they created, and now it's just, you know, par for the course. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 common now, and it's just another one of those things that Disney pioneered uh, for the for the better of all of us, really. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and speaking of Disney pioneering something, I love the fact that it was like uh, I referenced the notes. It was like two months to launch of the uh, of the uh, parade, and Walt looked at the uh, I guess state of the floats. It's like, yeah, no, this isn't working. We're gonna do this. Like like mm-hmm. this is now an in house thing. We're taking care of this. In the back lots at Disneyland, and now, like you said, it's it's you know standard. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, they two months before the launch of the parade, and right? Of course, the, Disney was marketing this thing because they wanted the crowds to be there. So it's not like they could just be like, "Hey, remember how we said the parade was going to launch on X day? Hey, never mind. It's going to be like three or four months down the road." They weren't going to do that. So, they yeah, they visit the contractor. They look and they see, holy crap, this is way <laughs> far away from being done. You know what? We're just going to take this and t- and we'll we'll run with it from here. We got you, fam. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they took it into their own warehouses and, and finished all of it. Hand painting the lights that were on wow. those floats. We talk about some of the tedious work on some of these attractions. We've talked. I mean, one of the ones that always comes to my mind now that I know this is that they hand hung all the leaves on that Swiss Family Treehouse. But at yeah, this, shout out to that guy. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> um, at the creation of the parade, there were five hundred thousand bulbs, and each one of those had to be hand painted the right color. <laughs> that's oh my god, insane. That's that's Ooh. yeah. Can you imagine like after a day? I don't know how many people they had handling that. I hope it was a lot. But if you had several days in a row where you were just 
painting bulbs, yeah, you might lose your like, mind. Like, it, it, uh, not even to mention the carpal tunnel you could develop. <laughs> Just- but, but, you know, it might also explain um, some of the design of the floats you see because they were all high on paint fumes. And they're like, <laughs> what if there was like a snail who lit up all over? And he spins around out there and he even has like a weird sound coming out of him. Yeah. All right. Hear me out, man. Like, like what if this turtle, he had like... Whoa. <laughs> well, like, like it is funny you mentioned that they were all high on paint fumes. I really hope it is just paint fumes because, again, I've never been on LSD. I've never done acid, but I'm willing to bet that the Main Street Electrical Parade is pretty similar to what taking those right? uh, little trippy psychotropic drugs are. So I, I wouldn't put it past the Imagineers if they had uh, some enhancement when it came to their thought process. <laughs> you need a little inspiration sometimes. And Have you ever noticed how like my fingers end like right here? <laughs> inspiration can come from unexpected places sometimes. Some of it is some of sometimes it's from the bottom of a paint can. I don't know what to tell you. Or uh, a piece of paper. With Kevin, yeah. Never mind. Bandersnatch taught me that. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the floats that participate in this parade, and then we can start talking about what our favorites are. Let's talk about the most recent version and the, and the version that you might have seen in the Magic Kingdom. So I'll try to do it in order. I might jump around a little bit. We very recently watched a video of this so we could refresh our memory, but I will say the family did see this live. This is a story I may add to the end. Back in 2014, the family did see this parade before it left the Magic Kingdom Park. And, hold on, hold well, on. Is this the infamous trip where you broke your family? And this was the exact incident that broke the family. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so so we'll get to that little teaser. <laughs> but as we watched the parade in beautiful 4K, the, the first thing you see was some fairies and Tinkerbell coming down the street, um, glowing beautifully. One of the things I love about this, and I've mentioned it before, I am a sucker for sparkling lights. I can't help myself. It's my favorite thing. I, I mean, I would just love to stare at sparkling lights, um, and that's how I could spend my evenings. Um, with a, a nice drink and just surrounded by sparkling lights, especially with synchronized music. Come on. It doesn't get much better than that. That does sound nice. Right. So that's I've always said I'm a big fan of Tomorrowland. It's because I love how it lights up at night. So this parade, everything, everything's basically made out of like sparkly tinsel and lights. Like and and when you're up close to it, especially the little animals that swirl around to get close to you, the turtles, the snails, the bees, their bees buzzing around. Um, true, yeah, yeah um, you'll see that they're they're pretty much. It looks like they're wireframes. They've got tinsel on them, and then they're all lined with thousands of lights each. So so basically, from far away, you can see the forms very clearly, but it's all made of light. It's so cool. Yeah, like that right there. When you say you see them coming, like uh, one of the videos that I was watching, it was kind of around like a bend. So in in the far right, you could see these balls of light come like, like come out of the darkness and into the light, quote Pantera. And then as they get <laughs> closer and closer, it's like, okay, that's exactly what that is. So yeah, yeah. I, I do think that is a very cool aspect. It is. It's amazing. So Tinkerbell's leading the way, which I found interesting. Um, and then right behind her is the Casey Jr. train being driven by one and only Goofy. And on the train, he's pulling... It's it's like a big drum that the train's pulling, and it says... It actually, at the end of it, said Disney Electrical Parade. It used to say Main Street Electrical Parade. The reason it changed was because, at one point, this parade moved to California Adventure, 
they don't have a main street. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, you know, just got to go with the Brandon at that point. So then they just had to change it to Disney Electrical Parade. Um, but but that's what it said in the most recent iteration. And Mickey and Minnie are on that float as well. So you've got, like, the leader of the club right in the front of the parade. You know, he's not bringing up the rear. He's not the grand no. finale. He's right Going up front. Going hot out the gates. Yeah. So you've, you've got that. Um, and, you've of course, all the while, you've got people. And, and any characters you see walking on the street, they're also, their costumes are all lit up. Um, decked out in lights, yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and, and it's like, uh, talking on those characters wearing the lights, it's like, is Disney dorks? It's like, part of those, you know, magical moments is when you get that, you know, meet and greet with a character, or you get a picture with a character that you generally don't get to. Yeah. Well, seeing all these characters decked out in their, you know, Main Street parade outfits, I mean, that's, that's you know, yeah. a next step up. And it's like, yeah. unfortunately, it's like, now we can't even do meet and greet, so the closest we can do is, you know, pictures and videos uh, that, that, that we, you know, experience. Right, right. So right behind Casey Jr., you've got the, uh, you start to get to the character floats. And the first one's Alice in Wonderland, sitting on top of a mushroom, I, I think I remember. And, it is a mushroom. Yeah. Puffing on a hookah. It's the, uh, it's the caterpillar. The caterpillar's right behind her. That's right. And um, and so, and she's, she's greeting people. She's talking to the crowd, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the caterpillar is as well. Um, following behind Alice, you've got Cinderella in her carriage and she's uh, you know she's all decked out looking beautiful as Cinderella always does right behind her here comes the pirate ship Peter Pan and Hook yes oh my god yes I was just gonna ask you Landon so I guess this one's your favorite yeah um I like in my original notes for this it had been a hot minute since I'd seen the uh, Main Street Parade I started to put kind of feel a little long in the tooth but like right as i started to put that in here comes the pirate ship it's like boom a second yeah. win. and like honestly i feel like as soon as peter pan and you know hook and the pirate ship and shout out to shmee and his, in his dinghy <laughs> i know right yeah so cool just you know pedaling along down main street like i really feel like from that point on like at least for me, it's like I dug the first part of the parade, but like I said, that's where me, it hit for you. Farted, or farted. It kind of started to feel <laughs> like it was it was dragging a little bit, and then boom! Once once that pirate ship showed up, I was in it from that point to the end. And it's like, yep. like I said earlier, it's like I feel like this is like classic Disney. This is yeah. like grade A nostalgia. That like if you're talking about like the old school Disney stuff, you got your Peter Pan, you got your Cinderella, Snow White, yep. Alice in Wonderland. Um, and, and like Jay mentioned, at the very front of this parade, it's your heavy hitters. It's your Mickey, Minnie, Goofy. I mean, yeah. by the way, where's Donald? Yeah, Donald gets no love in this parade. I, maybe- I, I, I guess this parade, you had to wear pants. <laughs> this was a yeah pants parade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your pants must come up to here to be a part of this parade. But yeah, it's like I did say I love the Elliot Dragon. But like I think if push came to shove... And it was magical Christmas land where all my magical dreams come true. And I can only have one of these floats in mm-hmm. my backyard. It would be the pirate ship. Well, yeah. And you forgot to mention working cannons on the side of the pirate ship. How could I forget that? My neighbors <laughs> would love it. <laughs> it's amazing. Like this thing, of course, it's rolling down the middle of Main Street. But it blasts out the steam with such ferocity that it's like filling up fog on the either side of the, it's amazing it's so cool by the way fog just makes lights in the nighttime even better so <laughs> i mean that's science yeah <laughs> so so 
the pirate ship goes by, Smee and his dinghy spinning around goes by, which it's, it's pretty awesome. And then uh, following right behind that, Snow White, you actually see uh, Dopey sitting in a mine cart, and, and he's got all the gems and everything. That was another cool element. It's, it's like Dopey pulling the mine cart, and then I couldn't see which which uh, of the other two uh, dwarves were in the thing that immediately followed the mine cart, but it gave like a panoramic shot of what would have been a mine and you talk about all these 600,000 lights like mm-hmm. them sparkling like their gems that was such a cool spectrum. yeah yeah they absolutely use the lights basically to uh, be placeholders for the gems and it works very well it's a very good effect right behind that's Pinocchio and right on Pinocchio's heels we get Pete's dragon now for me this is oh, this yeah. is the pinnacle and actually when I think about the incident uh, that nearly broke my family the, the float that I remember seeing the most was Pete's Dragon rolling by, and, um, and that one really blew Garrett's mind. He was excited to see that. And, of course, Pete's Dragon blows steam out of its, out of its mouth or mm-hmm. nose, I guess. Um, so that's pretty cool. And, then, and, and it also has Pete on the back yeah, talking Pete's- to the audience, asking if they're having a, what is it, a, a friend-tabulistic <laughs> night? Yeah, something like that. Or a, or a frangelistic night. <laughs> or, or, or a Brangelina night. Something. <laughs> you know, y'all having a Brangelina night out there? And then that's where the character parade ends and it turns into a salute to all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> with the American portion um, honoring America, to honor America. And it's got a, kind of a flag, several portions of the flag. It's got a big eagle lit up and it's very patriotic, just like the electrical water pageant. So that's the same way the electrical water pageant ends um, with the patriotic portion. So... It's very cool. I like that they wrap it up that way. Man, I just, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, it's gone through some changes over the years. It's been, you know, we talked about this. This thing has traveled to a lot of different parks. Um, it actually existed in five different parks worldwide. And the, the notes that I have say, as of August 21, 2017, only one continues to exist. I don't know if it's still operating, but uh, basically the version in the California uh, Disneyland's resort ran from 72 to 96, and then it was back in 2017. Uh, it was in the California Adventure from 2001 to 2010, and then in the Magic Kingdom, it existed from 77 to 2016, and there were some gaps in there. From 91 to 99, it was gone, and I think that's when Spe- Spectro Magic was there. And then 2001 to 2010, um, it was gone. And, and maybe Spectro Magic came back for that portion. I don't exactly know. And then the parade spun off. Actually, it inspired uh, Paint the Night. So Paint the Night is, is kind of a, a, you know, a spiritual child of the Main Street Electrical Parade. And that existed over in, uh, in Disneyland. And then updated runs Tokyo Disneyland as the Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade uh, Dreamlights. And then in 2014, Hong Kong Disneyland premiered a spiritual successor to the Main Street Electrical Parade. It's funny they use those words, Paint the Night. An extended version of Paint the Night was premiered in Disneyland May 22nd, 2015 as part of the park's 60th. And then it moved to California Adventure. So that's what I was thinking of. I just forgot about the Hong Kong run. So... It's it's basically toured the world. It, uh, it I don't think there's any basically. It has. Yeah. So really, I mean, that's that's just about all I wanted to say about the specific parade. But I want to take you back back in time just a little bit because uh, about a month ago, it was actually on December 29th. So not even a month ago, um, two weeks ago to be exact. I put a poll out on the Monday Morning Monorail Twitter. That's at Morning I've, Monorail. I've heard of that Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You should follow it. Because you'll get all kinds of updates, especially you'll find out when these new show drops, but then you'll also see my random Disney thoughts throughout the day. 
<laughs> and prizes. Wait, no, not prizes. No, never mind. Price. I thought you said prices, and I was like, I could name some prices. And prices, too. <laughs> Priceless prizes. But really what I wanted to bring up is right now, there is no nighttime parade in the Magic Kingdom. And for me, it feels like something is missing in the Magic Kingdom without a nighttime parade. And I said, maybe I'm just a sucker for sparkling lights, but I need an evening parade to come back to the Magic Kingdom. And I ask you, our Twitter followers, what would you like to see rolling down Main Street at night? And the options were the Main Street Electrical Parade, Spectro Magic, Paint the Night, or something brand new. And as usual on social media, we all agreed. Um, (laughs) It's my running joke. (laughs) I just really enjoy saying it. We got a huge response to this poll. Surprising enough... I've put so many polls out on Twitter. We usually get 30, 40. I mean, you know, 30, 40 votes. I'm usually very happy. We got 132 votes in this poll. So this tells you. Everybody pe- really liked your poll there. People people are pretty passionate about nighttime parades, I think. The winner at 36%, which isn't like an overwhelming majority, was the Main Street Electrical, Electrical Parade. Right behind it, 27% was Paint the Night. And then 19% wanted Spectro Magic, and then 18% said something brand new. And as we got into the conversations and the responses, people were saying they would love to see Main Street Electrical come back, or maybe even Spectro Magic come back for like a limited run, and then for the 50th, let's bring something brand new in. I'm all that about that. Cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I was it, originally, I was in the camp. I would want just Main Street to come back, but at the same time, I realized just because I like it, that might not mean you know. If technology advances to the point where they can do something new and cool, mind-blowing to the point where it's like it it could make Main Street look kind of, you know, old school, so to speak. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, embrace the new technology. Because we talked about part of what made Main Street cool back when it first launched was new technology that has yeah. now become par for the course. So I hope that Disney does what Disney do and get the new technology and embrace it and then in 10, 15 years, we're talking about how what this new hotness is. It's just par for the course at that point. Yeah. So that said, like I, I definitely do want some Main Street to come back for the fiftieth <laughs> because because it's Main Street, yo. <laughs> yeah. As you were saying that, I actually started thinking. You know, one of the things that Disney um, is continuing to try to do is to take advantage of your uh, Magic Band technology. What if they start incorporating? some interactivity into the parades so that it reads nearby magic bands and it starts interacting with you. Even if it's just like it starts flashing lights as certain floats go by. Like, uh, say, for example... Peter Pan goes by and and all the all the magic bands turn blue to make it look like uh, the pirate ships floating out in the ocean or the uh, seven dwarves go by and they all just start flashing different colors to make it look like different gyms. Okay, so this is cool. That would be amazing. That's really cool. That is a different idea, but that is really cool. Um, Like because, you know, they've got the ears that interact with the shows now. um, And so they could do that. um, But they could do like if the if. I've never seen a magic band that lights up, but absolutely they could make one. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they could do that. But what I was thinking is like, say, um, you know, if you say you're getting your photo pass, like you've got your photo pass, you're getting your picture taken with characters or whatever. The the floats are going down Main Street. And as it gets close to you, it's flashing up a montage of things that you've done throughout the day, like different people. And oh, look, here that would be cool. Like, here's you with Mickey. And maybe it's even like almost like a art 
artistic kind of a view of it or something like that. Like something like that. I think that would be a pretty neat. Be like one of those Facebook things. Congratulations. You and Dale have been friends for two years. Here are all your memories of you and Dale. Oh, but you know, it's something you actually care about. Here's another thing. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin, right? What if as a Buzz Lightyear floats going by, they're calling out the like high scores. It's like, nice work, Space oh Rangers. Oh my God, that like, would be amazing. I'm telling you, man. I, I, again, Disney, you're welcome because this is another Seriously. freaking brilliant Hello, idea. Hello, Disney. Money here. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, unfortunately, if they ended up doing the Buzz Lightyear thing, it would devolve into people like me, like trying to be like, okay, I did, I, I, I did, you know, six hundred seven thousand on this run. If I, if I get this little monster here, this monster there, and then the multiplier there, I can get to the next level. Yeah. I mean, we already found out those videos exist. But if 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 Disney further incentivized us to be like, you can get your name read by Buzz Light, you'd be like, I am literally doing nothing but this. Ser- seriously. Oh, and Disney, you want to push more traffic to your Play Disney <laughs> app? Okay. All right. Well, what? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. What if somehow as you're doing the Play Disney app, you're racking up scores, getting achievements, and somehow that influences things you're seeing in the parade as well? I'm just saying, you've got the technology. Do it. Do it. You're welcome, Disney. Yeah. Landon, I wanted to ask you, are, are you as big a fan of, as I am of parades in the Magic Kingdom? Not just not just nighttime, but parades in general or even other parks? Or What are your thoughts on parades? Um, not to sound like a cliche, but Jay, I love a parade. <laughs> um, but uh, it's like, yeah, if, if there's a parade going on and I'm in between... Uh, you know, fast passes for an attraction or I don't want to go stand in line. If I know I can just, you know, plant myself for like 30 minutes in, in one place and Disney's going to have a walking show go by me, I'm all for that. But it's like, I love me some Main Street. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I, looking around online, I've seen some people describe it as nightmare fuel, which, <laughs> which I do not get. Like, like we have, we have talked about nightmare fuel on specifically this segment of this mm-hmm. podcast before, but it's like, this to me isn't nightmare fuel. Like, like, like this is this is some amazing technology. Yeah, maybe you know it's kind of a little bit older technology, but that still doesn't make it any less amazing. Like the six hundred thousand lights put together, you sync it with the radio signals to bring in songs underneath an already iconic theme uh, or soundtrack. I like parades, and I love the Main Street Electrical Parade. I think that um, parades are are part of the fun of the, of the park. So. I really hope that we don't ever see a time where, from a budget perspective, they're like, you know what, we can still entertain people without having actors out there walking up and down the or characters or whatever cast members. Um, there we go. Yeah, that's the word I was searching for Keep all, it on all my life. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I hope that we we do see a nighttime parade come back and come back soon. So story time. The story is, and you may have heard Sam talk about this a little bit in the past. When we went in 2014, she had one goal. Like, I handled all the planning, all the fast passes, our daily schedule, like everything down to the minute. She had no idea what she was getting into. She had no idea. She had one goal, and that was she wanted a lobster roll from the Columbia Harbor House. (laughs) That's all she wanted. Okay. That, That seems doable. Right. We're getting very close to Main Street Electrical Parade time, and we were looking at our watches, and I was like, you know what? We could squeeze in one more ride of Pirates of the Caribbean, one of my favorite attractions. I wanted to do it one more time. Good. So we get in line. The line takes a little bit longer than it should have. 
And when we come out, they are already blocking the streets off for the parade. Oh, no. And and as anybody who's been to Walt Disney World knows, as soon as they start blocking off ways to go, yeah. like, you're, oh, man, strap in. Yeah, you might as well find a place to get in. Exactly. Get, get comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. Um, so we start trying to make a beeline because at this point people are still like not listening to cast members and they're crossing streets and like crossing over. <laughs> and I was like, we can be, we can be these people. Come on, let's go. So we're trying to make it, <laughs> we're trying to make it we to Columbia. These people. Yeah. We're trying to make it to Columbia Harbor house and we get like, we get so close and then we get to a point where they're like, you cannot cross the street. Like basically it was going to be an issue if I tried to walk in front of this cast we're member. We're going to Disney jail. Yeah. yeah. Some, something bad was going to ha- happen to me. <laughs> or them it was going to be somebody and um, oh, i'm gonna break your leg <laughs> yeah yeah it was not going to be good but essentially we made it to liberty square so if you can picture okay. there's a walkway that goes like there's a bridge if you're looking at cinderella castle they're part of the hub one of the spokes goes up through and like to liberty square so you could go across the bridge and if you hang a right you're headed like right towards the haunted mansion once you get like around uh, what is this building that we're looking at here? Like Liberty Square Market. You get around Liberty Square Market, you go north, and Haunted Mansion's going to be right there in front of you. We we made it to Sleepy Hollow, which is basically in view of the of the bridge that goes into the hub. So the parade route it starts over in Adventureland. It passes you know up to Liberty Square, and then it goes over that bridge into the hub, and then down Main Street. We were <laughs> we were at Sleepy Hollow, basically stuck. We, we felt like we couldn't get in, and we thought there was no way for us to get from where we were to Columbia Harbor House. So it's like, all right, well, let's settle in and watch the parade. So I was like, well, if we're stuck, I might as well get somewhere where I can see the parade. So I, I ask everyone. Sam, Sam will tell you. Sam will tell you that I just walked away and left her and McKenna sitting and, and like in um, you know misery that we couldn't make it to the restaurant. Everyone's tired. We've been out all day long. They sit down on like a planter where they can't. Their see. feet are bleeding. You've been yeah. running them to death. Like like uh, their whole and their soles of their shoes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They at this point their feet are like uh, like hamburgers. Like they they've been <laughs> you know they're both tired. It's been hot. You know they're they they're walked miser- uphill seventeen <laughs> miles both ways in the yeah. snow. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, they look like they've been through it. And they had, because I'd worn everybody out. So I, asked, I have no doubt that you broke them. <laughs> I asked to the family, would you all like to go see, at least move where we can see the parade? They didn't. McKenna and Sam did not respond to me. I later found out they didn't yeah, hear. probably because they were dead. They, they, I later found out they didn't hear me at all. Garrett was like, yeah, I want to see the parade. So I put him up on my shoulders, and we walk over to where we can see from Sleepy Hollow. We can see the bridge. So we can see everything, like, passing. We're not right there, but we can see it all passing. So as soon as the parade's over, I turn around. McKenna's crying. Sam is crying. Like they're and probably not the good time no. of tears you you want at the end of a Disney no, no, no. Uh, nighttime show. McKenna was sad. Sam was crying like out of anger because she thought that I was just like, "All right, see you guys later," and I grabbed Garrett and left like for no apparent reason. Oh no! So I come back over and the thing was where we were standing. <laughs> She'll, she'll tell you I'm lying about this. Where we were standing, I could have reached out and tapped McKenna. Like, I was not far away from them. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, the parade ends. I go back over, and they're miserable and angry, and, like, someone's going to pay for this. I was like, come on, let's go to Columbia, Columbia Har- Harbor House. Let's go get lobster rolls. Let's do it. <laughs> we go around the corner. We find out we were maybe 50 feet from Columbia Harbor House, and we probably could have made it. Oh, e- no. <laughs> We walk in the door, 
and they've shut everything down. It's closed. Oh my god! At that point, you're like, "Hello, dark." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, okay, well, this is how I die. Fantastic. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. I'm like, okay, my life is over. Sam may have said some words that weren't Disney appropriate um, at that point. <laughs> yeah, those are more dream work words, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, and so I'm now planning, like, uh, you know, basically, I'm starting to make my final arrangements. We're close to the Haunted Mansion. I might as well, <laughs> I might as well do it. <laughs> Y'all got room for one more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, at that point, I knew my life was over. The, the good good news for us is that we were all starving. There was still food available. We ended up going to Pecos Bill, and... To this day, Sam hates Pecos Bill because she holds this whole thing against that place. Because it's not lobster rolls. Yeah, so she'll probably never go there again. I enjoyed what I got from Pecos Bill. I thought it was pretty good. And <laughs> and here's the pro- here's here's the even worse part. We got our food. We go out and sit down on a, a like a we found a table outside that actually we had view of the wishes fireworks from where we were sitting. No one would even look at the fireworks. Like everyone was so upset, everyone was so upset and and tired and mad. They basically sat and just indignant, just spitefully would not look at the fireworks. I'm like, look, it's right there. It's (sighs) it's wishes. Yeah, but uh, like like, I I must start crying if we talk about wishes. I know, I know. So sorry, that's the story, and uh, I survived. I'm here to tell you today, I'm alive, but I don't know how I made it. Congratulations. Um, clearly, it's some sort of black magic or you sold your soul to the devil. Um, also, I'm making note when I head down to Orlando uh, to hang out with your wife, we're going to go get some, some god dang lobster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that, again, I've, I have well established on this episode or on this podcast that I'm a terrible father. I am also a terrible husband. And this is Exhibit A. Landon, any parting thoughts before we wrap up? Yes, actually, I outsourced some opinions uh, for my research on this. And a friend of the podcast, Jessica, she is a big as uh, mouse head, mm. ear head. What, what's the term you people like to use? You people. How dare I know, right? you? Yeah. <laughs> Suck at universal rules. No, never mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Jessica gave me this little tidbit in 2015. She did the Keys to the Kingdom tour, which you know gives you some behind-the-scenes access to some aspects of the park. I haven't been able to take part in this. Uh, I'd like to. But she says in 2015, uh, they were able to go into a big hangar area and get some up-close views of mm. the floats that needed some rep- pair but at the same time they were literally like face to face so i think that's super cool that is really cool yeah so something to think about uh that's one thing that isn't necessarily a ride or a dining experience you can do in the park it's the tours yeah absolutely all right landon it's time for the plugs tell us where we can find you if we want more of the great content that you produce all the time L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan, I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest, and something, 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 he gets, wait, no, never mind, uh, twitter.com slash Landos, L-A-N-D-O-Z, that's where you can find the latest from me, 280 characters at a time, also on the website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips, sit on your butt, and munch, that's where you can find the exclusively posted Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, where myself and Hunter Reese, we break down each episode of HBO's award-winning series, Game of Thrones. We have a complete rundown of Season 7, and um, I don't want to alarm anybody. We're in the approaching of a new 
Game of Thrones. It is the final season, so I'm willing to bet once HBO graces us with their new hotness in mid-April, myself and Hunter East will return to give you our thoughts because, God dang it, I'm still paying for the website for another year. I also, uh, speaking of paying for the website, Near Fall Radio, if you're a fan of the Sweet Size Professional Wrestling and you're a fan of myself and Justin Kritzinger, subscribe to that. Hopefully, WWE gives us some content we actually want to talk about, though. Jay, a quick little uh, near-fall segment. Any thoughts on All Elite Wrestling or AEW? Man, you know, I'm only just really learning about this, and I've read articles. I didn't, I haven't watched any of their, um, the, the things that they've done. I know that it was like in Jacksonville, they had kind of a rally for All Elite Wrestling and mm-hmm. kind of talked about what was coming. Um, so I read all about that. I think it's pretty cool and um, good for the wrestlers because I know that WWE has always, we could probably say, taken advantage of the talent. And it sounds like All Elite Wrestling is going to basically make, like, especially the feature wrestlers are going to be kind of almost like part owners of the of the promotion. And they're going to get health benefits, which is something they should have. Yes, health benefits. What you mentioned right there, you talking about how WWE might have been taking advantage of their talent this is all combat sports as a whole like it isn't just professional wrestling it isn't just mma it isn't just boxing every single one of those people are what's considered an independent contractor which means their employer doesn't have to provide them health care which i mean you would think is kind of counterproductive right because they're going to be getting hurt right yeah, exactly. If you're in a business where you're, you know, taking chair shots and stuff, but uh, all elite wrestling saying health benefits, yeah, like this like that right there could be the biggest game changer. Period. And and then just as an additional side note, I just found out that the tapings they do for NXT are always done at Full Sail in Orlando. Oh my god, that's yeah. So I'll be able to go to NXT tapings, which is pretty cool. So, uh, buddy, what's up? Uh, <laughs> That's so, right. Uh, so, Come on down. Uh, I, I, I might literally live in your backyard as that alligator. <laughs> Come on down, man. We'll have a great time. It's going to be fun on the bun. Yeah. And this segment is going to be fun on the bun all year long. We're going to continue to bring you the great content on M34D, and we couldn't do it without my friend, my companion, my brother, my partner in crime, Landon Doan. Landon, thank you for joining us for another M34D. I'm glad to do it, buddy. Always fun on the fun beat. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. I hope you enjoyed M34D today. We were talking all about the Main Street Electrical Parade. I just wanted to say really quickly, we're on YouTube, and you'll be able to see an extended M34D video um, where there's a lot of stuff I had to cut out of the conversation with me and Landon. If you want the entire raw, uncut conversation, it'll be available on YouTube. So go check that out. And you can also find the video of McKenna meeting Gaston back in 2014 and it has a very popular video it has like 600 views so that was was fun that was really good really good he was the best Gaston he was the only what am I saying he was Gaston and um, it was a really awesome interaction it was hilarious stop watching the video No, everybody go watch it no and subscribe to the YouTube do the YouTube do the YouTube Uh, no subscribe to the YouTube yeah 
And also, we're on Instagram, Monday Morning Monorail. We're on Twitter. You can email us, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. And you can call the voicemail. And it's all the voicemail numbers on the outro. So listen to that. If you listen all the way in to the end, you're going to hear Mickey. So that's incentive to listen to the end. Uh Any final thoughts (laughs) for today's show? I am going to start making my way out to Disney Springs soon. So, um, and eating at some of those restaurants and giving you guys some feedback on what I found. I've also found some really neat places around Orlando. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. You were supposed to, you had an assignment this week and you didn't do it. So you're late. You have a late assignment. I was building stuff from Ikea and that's hard. I feel like if you, anyone ever says to you, any of you listening, that they bought this furniture at Ikea, you should be like, wow, the craft, craftsmanship is so good because they built it. On rock and roll. No. All right. Well, okay. we'll wrap it up for today. Thanks for listening. We love to hear from you throughout the week, so please interact with us on Twitter, on Facebook, email us, whatever you feel like doing. Until next week. Say lovey. Sayonara. Ha ha ha. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.